0: Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco.
1: Welcome into another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North and Carmen Defelco with you as always. Time for another smoking hot weekend of NFL action. we got some bowl games kicking off this weekend NBA Shohei signs so much to cover Mikey it's great to talk to you and we roll into week 15 the Bears going to Cleveland looking to keep their very slim playoff hopes alive my friend yeah and you know what I mean there's once again ladies and gentlemen
2: uh hello on behalf of Carmen and Brendan and everybody here at the odds couple three and four last week as a team Carmen finally gets stopped he's been a one-away train for uh for about a month and a half 21 11 and one i'm 22 21 and four two and two last week and then brendan uh, uh o'reilly's done a great job brendan is four and oh and I, uh, you know we were discussing karma about the money line plays mm-hmm. but i had to caution brendan should he get more than one win for a money line play i said well you know what there's been times i was minus 250 and i picked the game. And I only got you know you don't you don't take off two and a half credits when you yeah. lose, so it's just one of those deals, but what a great call by Brendan on the Bears money line play yep. so we're ticking away and I i you know what I, I'll tell you what's crazy about this town, just as I'm starting to like just the field, everybody wants to get rid of him. you know what i i, I, I can't I, I don't know if it's the timing of me or what is it, but you know I' finally seen a guy last week, I enjoyed the bear game and It's finally dawned on me. You know, when I saw him in the end zone, surrounded by like three, four people, like he was Custer. And he gets out of it and gains 23 yards. And then he almost gets sacked two other times, gets out of it. And I said to myself, okay, I'm good for another year with this kid. I think he's starting to get it. And Carmen, and Carmen's brought him up, and Carmen turned me on to him, and Carmen's been very complimentary but I'm one of these guys now. I watch Iberflus. I coach the genius Ben Johnson badly. He pantsed him last yeah, week. Yeah, that second half, he sure did. He pantsed him. So, yeah. I I think Polls, Iberflus, and I think Fields are coming back because I heard a New England talk show host on the radio the other day, national radio, say, "Are you guys going to go for Derek? Uh, you know, you're going to go for May. You're going to go for Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. You know what he said? Oh no, out here we're smarter than that." <laughs> we're not we're going to go for a, a, a veteran that can run the club we're not waiting three four years like a lot of franchises do and sometimes things don't transpire so now that things are starting to transpire i see fields i like the kid he's won me over as a gutsy ball player plays hurt hasn't yeah, had uh the best of luck yeah and he's winning games and all of a sudden now i'm hearing about rookies again and you'll, oh, we'll get rid of Getzey, but we'll keep Fields. Oh, Eberflus will be the defensive coordinator, but not the head coach. Stop it, everybody! I think they're all coming back next year,
1: Karm. I mean, if they keep winning games, yes. uh, they're going to make a good case for themselves, and they still have a very winnable schedule. Starts with this weekend's game against uh, Joe Flacco, who is the fourth quarterback of the season for the Cleveland Browns. Well, how about me? How about coaching the year for this guy? Maybe that's had Cleveland Stefanski. without Chubb. And without, yeah, right. and four different quarterbacks, and he's eight and five? Four quarterbacks, Mike. They're eight and five. They're the five huh. seed in the AFC. Come on. The, the Browns quarterbacks this season, Mike, have the lowest combined quarterback rating in the NFL, 69.1. Uh, every other team in the NFL collectively is 73 or better in terms of quarterback rating. That's how tough it's been in that Browns quarterback room and on this offense, but they've pieced it together, you're right, mostly on the strength of that defense. you got to buy a coach of the year ticket
2: from Prop Swap, maybe, on this guy just as a dark horse. Where would well, Cle- be a real long right? shot right now. I yeah. know, but man, where would, I mean, You everybody thought they were dead. When Chubb went down and Watson gone down. And, and when Watson went it up. down, for sure. Right, and all they're doing now is, now there's a lot of game, I think the Bears can beat them. I'm, well, not, I I'm not the, uh, yeah. watching them. Yeah. They, they made Detroit look like children. They did, and I've been hearing nothing about good, but good things about Detroit for the last, you know, three, four, five, six weeks. We had we had him yeah. as coach of the year maybe five weeks ago.
1: Yeah, you know. Cleveland 6-1 and one straight up and against the spread at home this season. They've been very, very good. That defense has been even better at home. So yep. statistically speaking, we're through 14 weeks of the NFL year. Mm-hmm. The Browns have the best defense in the NFL yep. in all of these categories. EPA per play, success rate, uh, and DVOA, also a third down percentage. They're third in yards per play allowed. They're fourth in pressure, uh, pressure percentage, second in average points per drive. But I'll tell you this, since week nine, we tease out weeks one through eight, the Bears are actually one spot ahead of the Browns in terms of EPA per play. That's how good the Bears D has been. It's sixth best in the NFL over that span. Browns are seventh. So the Browns are very good defensively, but they were trending to be all-time great earlier in the year. And as injuries have mounted, they've become a little bit more susceptible. Mike, we're going to see if Denzel Ward gets back. He's missed the last couple games. He has practiced in a limited uh, uh, um, uh, amount this week. Grant Delpit will not be back. He's on IR. He's done for the year. So this is, Miles Garrett's playing with, I think it's three straight games without a sack now. Miles Garrett's playing uh basically with one shoulder. So, like you mm-hmm. said, can the Bears be a live dog and go in there against what has statistically been an excellent defense uh and, and get the job done and sneak one out? Yeah, I think they can if they do some of the things they did last weekend and if Justin protects the football.
2: Well, here, I'm going to just say this. I've been looking at the NFL this year, and I've been watching every game, as you know. And... I love working this show because I think I like to take different angles, and I think Carmen does the same thing on this show because we look at it from a gambler's standpoint. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the quarterbacks in this league. I'm looking at that kid from Atlanta. I'm looking at, uh, you know, Ty uh, Heineke starting. I'm looking at Josh Dobbs who couldn't play at at Margate Park in the Touch Football league starting. (laughs) I'm looking at all these guys, and I'm saying to myself, Would you rather have any of these guys or Justin Field? Because I think the days of Elway, Marino, spot-on passers are over with for the most part. Now, third and seven, you want more of a running quarterback with the bad offensive lines you have. Now, we'll find out. Joe Flacco is going to get a taste of Bear defense right now, which is as good as anybody in the league. But I saw an excellent tweet today, Carm. I want your opinion on this. From an educated man, apparently. He says, at Peanut Chillman. So I'm first time I've ever quoted a tweet here. Okay. Justin Fields first 36 starts, 7943 total yards. Lamar Jackson first 36 starts, 7743. Okay, Jalen Hurts first 36 starts, 7286. So in other words, Justin Fields is ahead of the curve, uh, yeah. ahead of these two guys. And he asked a simple question: Would you trade Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts for Caleb Williams or May? No, no. And so what he's trying to say is, yeah, there's some turnovers here. Yeah. I think he's like Tommy DeVito or half the quarterbacks in the uh-huh. league. Good Justin, it. bad Justin. And, yeah. and before everybody laughs about Tommy DeVito, I heard Brian Baldinger say that passed DeVito through the other night for a touchdown. Dude, the one in the, in the slush. back corner to Hodgins yes, was awesome. As good as any I've ever it, seen. And awesome. you know what? That's what Justin needs to do now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I like, like both quarterbacks, but it's gonna be good Justin, bad Justin. You gotta live with the good. And you gotta, you gotta just get a grit through the bad right now. I think I don't want to start over. to you?
1: Oh man, it's tough. Do you want to go another four years I, with the I, baby? No, I, I don't think I do. And um, there's a,
2: I'm with, I'm with this kid right now. If we're gonna yeah. go, I don't want to start over, Carm.
1: We got a yeah, defense I, ready to roll. It's starting to look that way, and the uh, special you know, they, teams. We'll see how they do with the loss of Yannick Ngakwe. Uh He was starting to really pop a yeah. little bit, I think, obviously, because of the addition of Montez Sweat on the other side. Well, how the long White's
2: was talking- Mike Labardi for saying that the Sweat signing was a mistake? It's not about just Sweat alone, who's a Richard Dent type if the team gets better. Since right. he's come on the team, he's made, like you just said, the one uh, guy who just got hurt, he's exactly. made the whole yeah. line better. Yes. Hundred percent. And Lombardi missed that. You, yeah. He makes that whole line better. He made everybody else on that line a notch better now. That's the great signing by Paul.
1: Mike talks about the, the quarterbacks, and he, he's been on this a lot this year. Yep. I, you, this is not the first time Mike's brought it up. And, and just on that real quick here, yeah. one other the that caught my eye going into Week 15 here, first of all, after last night and Easton mm-hmm. Stick, boy, what a disaster that. Oh, my God. Is. He became I thank the, God we have Justin Field. That's the oh way it's God. going now. So so with Eason Stick starting last night to oh kick oh off with fifteen, Mike, he became the fifty fifth starting quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and nine games so far in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fifty five starting quarterbacks. It's crazy. Seventy three quarterbacks, seventy three have taken at least one snap. And it got me thinking about this that listen to this. So the total I the love Bears what game, it gets you thinking my i i, I you're going to love this i love things that will get you thinking the, the total in the bear game is 38 and a half yep. the total in the game last night was below 40 obviously yep. easy over because of what the raiders did but mm-hmm. there have already been 91 91 games this season with a total under 40 in 18 weeks last year all 18 weeks There were 82 such games. So there's already been nine more games. If you go back to 2021, two seasons ago, guys, there were 20 such games, 20, where you had a total below 40. We're already at 91 after kickoff last night. There's a few more this weekend. That number's going to be 100. By next weekend, it's crazy. And all we did was go out of our way. Well, not we, because
2: I think the Neanderthalic rules, the quarterbacks were healthier, but they used to practice. They used to work out more. And here's another thing that I'm going to tell everybody, and Carmen hit it on the head. The quarterbacks now are more like college quarterbacks for the most part. Flacco's a dinosaur, yet he's getting it done. Bottom line is this. It doesn't matter if you're a running quarterback now or a pocket quarterback, because you know what? How many pocket quarterbacks have gone down from Tannehill Hill? To uh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers this year, yeah. uh, you can name as many pocket quarterbacks who have been hurt as guys that run outside of uh, of the lines. So yeah. I, I don't think it matters. I think it's the nature of the position. But you can't you try to protect them as much as you can. They get rid of the ball late sometimes, and some of them get hurt on their own. You know, pull muscles without even being hit. Yeah. So it's just been a bad year, and that's why I'm thankful we got a sturdy quarterback. And let's see if he beats Cleveland. Are we yeah. really going to reorganize this uh, team? That's a
1: great question. Please, Especially with dear a couple lord. Winning games coming up after that. It's a great point. Yep. Yeah. All and right, how coming- about
2: this, Carm? How about this? But here's here's another thing that Carm knows, being the great talk show host he is. We're a 30-3 loss away from we want anybody, including Jim McMahon, who's at
1: you're home right so, now. So you're so right. Right. So right. All right. Coming up next, Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap will join us. We'll break down a lot of the Week 15 action for you. And, uh, we'll get Jim Miller with ponies later in the show and give you some best bets. So don't go anywhere, folks. We got a ton to do. Uh, just getting warmed up, excuse me, on this week's edition of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino.
0: This is The Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. <laughs> Welcome
1: back inside this week's episode of the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Remember, catch up on demand all weekend long with the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay over the air Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. Getting ready for week 15 already in the NFL. The bowl season kicking off. And as we are down to the home stretch of the NFL season, interesting things happening in a pretty wild MVP race. So to talk about that and some of the other great stuff, that's available right now on PropSwap.com and the great PropSwap app. We have one of the founding members who joins us every week, and he joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Say hi to Luke Pergandy.
2: <laughs> oh, time to talk some Purdy. <laughs> hi,
1: guys. Hi, Tom. I'm Mike. How you doing, hey, buddy. buddy? Happy holidays, Good. Luke. Yeah, we, You talked about that Purdy. You guys got a huge Purdy ticket last week. You got another big one, as I understand, uh, this week as well. You know, Brock Purdy down to... Uh, a short favorite in some places, uh, in others tied with Dak Prescott as the favorite, down to about a dollar fifty favorite. It's really Dak and Purdy, and then you look at Lamar at four to one right now, and, and it can change. It's pretty fluid, it seems like Luke, but uh, it, it's a three horse race between those two, and then it stretches out to Allen and Hertz at fourteen to one, Tyree Hill at twenty to one. But uh, we're down to Dak, Purdy, and Lamar. If those guys continue to play well, it's going to be one of those three. And the value on the Purdy tickets is what's got to have everybody going crazy right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be one of those three guys. I don't really think anyone else has a chance here with uh, Jalen Hurts trending the wrong direction. He was the front runner about three weeks ago. Um, but they uh, obviously got annihilated on Sunday night in Dallas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have that, that $200,000 ticket wow. on Brock Purdy we mentioned uh, that ticket is up for sale for $85,000. Uh, that is odds of plus 140. So, uh, of course, as always, submit a bid on PropSup. If you say you would pay plus 250, I'm sure he's listening. You know, he got him at 101. You got to remember. So, um, anything, you know, up until this point, I, I think he'd be willing to, to entertain on that 200K ticket. And then we have an, um, a $15,000 ticket also on Brock Purdy. Uh, also priced at the best price in the country. So if you think he pulls it out, I'd lean Brock Purdy. I just trust the Niners more than the Cowboys overall. I think they're just a wagon. Uh, I did think that they got a little bit cold in that three-game losing streak, but they have completely turned it around. They look uh, nearly unbeatable, San Francisco does.
2: I don't care if you have a Prescott or Purdy ticket. If you have those, you better sell them soon. Because, you know, I'm already hearing the propaganda. Uh, Purdy helped along, too, and sometimes comments can hurt the odds if you're in a yeah. individual-type thing. He said, basically, I'm a system quarterback, and people are jumping on that now. Other people are talking about him like he doesn't exist because they're promoting Prescott. That's where I think these polls come into play and commentators on TV come into play. Because last week, uh, after the Dallas game that night, Prescott was favored after that, and if you looked yeah. at the games that day, guys, Purdy had as good a game, if not better, than Prescott. So, how are you viewing this, Luke? Same way I am. You got uh, uh, two tickets here. If you got a Prescott ticket, do you go with uh, selling it, or you hope that maybe th- you wait another week
3: or two? Yeah, I I lean Purdy, um, uh-huh. and I think so with him. In a situation like that, like just take this $200,000 ticket, sure, and you, you sell sure. it for 80 grand, Big money. you know, sell it for 80 grand, mm-hmm. put, put 60 in your pocket and then just go bet 20k again at, you know, two to one if you can find it. Now you've got a 60k ticket in your pocket and you've already put 60k, you know, you've got a 60k ticket to roll and then a 60k check in your pocket. Like that's, <laughs> That, to me, is the best of both worlds. And then Dak, I would probably settle. The Cowboys have looked good. I, to me, that's more a story of their defense than their yeah. offense. But his stats are good. I mean, he's got Very Dak uh, 28 touchdowns, six picks. I mean, that, that's great. But I just think if you're watching these games, in my opinion, Brock has looked sharper than Dak has.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Um I think it's close, though, man. I'll sure tell you why. We'll, we'll see what this weekend looks like, get the Cowboys away from home. I mean, they've been fantastic at home. And and, and they haven't in recent years, um, or I should say maybe in the last 20 years, had a real dominant home field advantage. But these last couple years, they have. And that's impressive. I will tell you guys this. The Cowboys are the first team since the record-setting 2007 Patriots to score 17-plus points in the first half. Of seven consecutive games, they've really been good. It'll be interesting to see with this test uh, a little bit more in the elements, outdoors in Orchard Park this weekend. Uh, even though that's that's a Bills defense that's a little beat up in its own right, and I don't know that AJ is going to play this weekend, and that's a big loss for them. We'll see how Dak does and how it affects the odds uh, after Week 15. What about just Super Bowl favorites at this point? As uh, we're you know we've only got a few weeks of the regular season left, it, it sure feels like if Saint Fran stays healthy. Yeah. Nobody's beating them, but is there anybody else with slightly longer odds that you can look at, Luke, and see a little bit of value on right now?
3: Yeah, so you know, I still like the Ravens a little bit. They their odds have came down dramatically with Kansas City trending the wrong direction. I think they can make a move. I'm a little bit concerned if a team jumps out on them in the playoffs, like yeah. uh, Josh Allen or Mahomes. Like, can they come back from that deficit because they typically don't throw the ball well, they run the ball extremely well, and the defense is. Incredible! Like I, every time I watch them play, I, I miss Roquan Smith on the Bears. Um, but I mean, Dolphins at eight to one—I think there's value there. What do you do with the Lions? Like we, the Lions, we thought were a Super Bowl contender for the first half of the season, and yeah. now they are—they're at twenty to one. You know, I, I, I think the NFC, other than San Francisco, we, there has to be some miracle, like you know, an injury to San Francisco, a Debo or CMC or Purdy somehow, which is possible. Um, for some other team to come out of that NFC. But, um, yeah, I still think taking a stab on the Lions at 20 to 1, even the Jaguars at 22 to 1. Like, I, I think it's worth, you know, uh, a bet at this point in the season. We're still, you're still in December. Yeah, I think
2: the AFC is the tougher nut to crack. I mean, you know, you've nailed it down. I mean, San Francisco, to me, I mean, uh, just looking at the eye test, they're one of the better teams I've seen over the last 10, 15 years with multiple superstars. But that, being teams have been beat like that before. It's the AFC to me. I don't know if I trust Baltimore to go all, yeah. all the way, considering uh, Luke uh, Jackson's performance in playoffs and the team's performance. Uh, who, if you had one ticket right now from an AFC team as the head of prop swap, which one would you want?
3: Um, I would still go with the Chiefs. Yeah, okay. I know. I, I, wow. I would tough. still go disagree. to the one team out of the yeah. AFC. It's
1: okay. crazy. I don't know that I disagree with Luke. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, I think I would still bet on Reed and Mahomes, but yeah. man, that receiving court does something. Oh, they're horrible. Everybody. Yeah. Horrible. I mean,
3: they were, they were horrible last year and they won the Super Bowl. So, like, it's, yeah. when you have a good quarterback and an offensive coach like that and one of the best tight ends ever. And an incredible offensive line, like you'll you'll figure it out. But uh, of course, K- Kadarius Tony totally lining up offside, unbelievable. Are you, Swift e? Luke, are you a Swiftie,
2: Luke? Are you you have a Taylor Swift album at home? Come on, tell me, tell me you got
3: one. <laughs> Come on. I, I I have listened to Taylor Swift. Look, if I got a free ticket when she was here in Chicago, I would have went to that. There you but. go.
1: Oh, I would too. Are you kidding me? No doubt about it. I would. You got. I mean, you got to see the show at this point. She's the biggest thing on the planet. I mean, I absolutely would. All right, Luke, great stuff, my man. Have a, a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the action, and we'll catch up again next Friday.
3: Okay, thanks, guys. You too. All right, buddy, we'll see you. There's
1: hey, uh, real quick here, Mike, as we yes, uh, go to break, there is uh, breaking news, and it is the least surprising sports news of the day. Brandon Staley has been relieved. Of oh, he had to be. In Los Angeles, yeah. The- there's no question. Well,
2: remember, it's a little bit right now where we're taping. I know what time it is here. We're two hours. Uh, they're two hours earlier out there. They they basically had the alarm set today after watching that debacle last absolutely. night.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think He's it'd be the, more to the end. He it, went
2: down it, swinging to, yeah. to the end. I'm the I can do this. I can do that. My defense is not their fault. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, we should have done better.
1: We weren't ready to play. Huh? Okay. It, if uh, it'd be more interesting if Herbert hadn't gotten hurt because you'd give Kellen Moore a chance here with a couple of games left to see what he could do with that offense in charge. Now I know he's been calling the offense all year, but just as the guy uh, with total autonomy, you know how maybe things would have looked different for that team. It, yeah, but look it what clouds gonna, it a little more now that he's got to do it with these. We just talked about but, uh, Cleveland
2: with four quarterbacks yeah, and jumping yeah, out, and they're yeah, winning. And yeah. this guy. He just, it, look, he had bad luck, but he had a lot of injuries, a ton of injuries, but you got to overcome it. But he had he had a bad record coming in, and yeah. people yeah, wanted to get the, rid of him for a year or two. His
1: time there was probably short anyway. The way yep. this season has gone, and then the debacle last night, again, I, I, that, that's, that is not, uh, we were, that was, it jokes was 42-0 at half. Yeah, we're like, geez, at the half, you make a change <laughs> oh, the man. way it's going. It was that bad. All right, coming yeah. up next, we'll continue to work through the Week 15 board we got three Saturday games, folks. That's right. This glorious time of year makes you think of the holidays. NFL on Saturday, plus bowl season kicks off. Lots to discuss. Jim Miller's got ponies later on in our best bets. We'll be right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple
0: on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circle Resort and Casino.
1: Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you, of course, each and every week. You can always catch up on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay driving around Saturday morning from 8 until 9 on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2. Three-pack of games On Saturday, Mikey, and it starts with Vikings, Bengals, both teams, seven and six, both teams fighting for the playoffs. It's a battle of backup quarterbacks. Uh, stop me if you've heard that the way this season has gone, as we've discussed. The last two weeks, weeks 13 and 14, minimum 44 plays. There are 27 qualified quarterbacks. And of course, Jake Browning is number one in epa plus completion percentage over expectation number one in success rate and number two in adjusted epa per play we all knew that was coming but now he faces a stiffer test against this brian flores defense that will blitz blitz and then blitz some more really i look at this time of the season you got these seven and six teams and these teams jockeying for position we're getting down to all sort of must wins and even though this is not a conference game for these two teams. This is a pretty big one to kick off the three-pack. i got to play on this game a little bit later on, but Vikings-Bengals will be a nice way to kick off the weekend here in the NFL. If
2: I had the bet, if I was going to put couch change on, I'm taking Minnesota and Mullen. Uh, Dobbs was just an absolute traffic, uh, travesty uh, after, uh, you know, drawing up the plays on the sideline and not knowing the players the first week. The problem with him is they gave him a book to look at, a playbook, right. and, and, and then he started to know the players, and he was just horrible last week. That being said, I think Mullen knows how to play the position. I think that they'll keep it close. I'm not saying they're going
1: to win. I'd lean to three and a half. The nightcap's a really good one, I think. It's Broncos-Lions in Detroit. Uh, it's interesting because, of course, Dan Campbell played for and coached under Sean Payton, and they've got great affinity for one another. How about Broncos Sean Payton's
2: have, job, boy? How about job? Oh my job God! Well, well, I mean,
1: six of seven they've ripped off. Mike, tremendous five and job two, by him. F- five and two against the spread over that that yeah. span. It is a tremendous. tremendous job. Lions have struggled here as of late, but they've been oh. a great home bet the last couple of seasons since the start of 2021. Detroit is still an NFL best, 16 and seven against the number at home. They have failed to cover their last two at Ford Field against the Bears and against the Packers. Uh, they're allowing nearly 30 points per game over their last five. That's the problem here for Detroit. Since Week 10, they're 29th in the NFL on defense and EPA per play, and it hasn't really been a brutal gauntlet of offenses. Here's the thing that makes me like the Lions a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. I think that offense has got some bounce-back potential back home uh, without any elements, and if you look at two of their last four data points right the lions data, the bears. excuse
2: me data what
1: uh two of their last four data points data point thank you. thank you i'm gonna write so they that down B two, data two, points two of their last four have been against the bears the bears have arguably the best rush defense in the nfl yes they do the lions in two of those games mike ran the ball very effectively against a terrific bears rush that's a defense. good point Now they play a rush D that ranks in the bottom nine in the NFL in rush EPA uh, and rushing success rate. I think they find some success on the ground, and I think this offense gets back on track this weekend.
2: Yeah, this is a stay-away game for me. This would be a game, but I'm anxious to see how Detroit, I mean, they have looked, uh, if you're looking for a team that has no mojo going into the playoffs with very little time left, it's yeah. the Detroit Lions. They don't want to go limping in like they have. This all started when uh, uh, Campbell decided to punt from his own thirty a few weeks back. Yeah, sort of yeah. broke on their Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah, sort of broke their back a little bit. And yeah. on the fact that they cannot Hutchinson or any of them uh, defend against Justin Field, he no. broke their back numerous times. And I don't think they're going to have that type of quarterback that they're facing. They got. I think they got a good chance to bounce, uh, bounce back, but I would not bet this
1: game. Yeah, you're right. They've really struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. Chiefs hit the highway to take on a well rested Patriots team in New England. Patriots get an 8.5. I tell you, New England can still play some D. Yeah, uh, the they Pats can. The Pats are allowing. They really can, man. I mean, Belichick still has that defense rocking. The Pats are allowing only 12.8 points per game over the last five. Uh, that does include a below average slate of opposing offenses, but still impressive. Bill Belichick has not been an underdog of eight or more points at home since November 18, 2001 against Kurt Warner and the Rams. Pats did cover that game. Uh, obviously, things are a lot different now than they were back then, and we know why he so uh, infrequently has been a big underdog at home, but Tom Brady ain't walking through that door. I will say this, Patrick Mahomes has never lost three straight games in his NFL career. This is one of the rare times that he's ever lost back-to-back. It's been two years since they even lost back-to-back games. But the Chiefs go in with back-to-back losses, and he has never lost three in a row, Mike. You know what's funny? I saw him lose his mind,
2: and I criticized the board. But I would have done the same thing if that happened to me. Seriously, I would have been pissed. But at the end of the day, you can't have somebody else coach your team. I thought he showed a weakness there. He lost his mind. But there's a lot of competitors out there that would have been wrong, whether you play 16-inch softball or whether you play hardball or whatever, if you got – in a way. And it was because of the receiver. I think they're pissed, but I can't get a read on this game. I think the the wood of minus eight is a lot. Yeah, I agree Uh, with you. But they've been fuming all week. New England, uh, defensively, makes things difficult on people. yeah. This is a stay away from me, Carm. I wouldn't know which way to go here. I, I, wouldn't I, really, I, I came I, out even on all the stuff I did.
1: I wouldn't really either, but I kind of agree with you said about it. It just seems rich to lay – I can't believe we're saying this. It seems pretty rich to lay that many points with this Chiefs offense right now. Absolutely. Just, I don't know. I mean, they, uh, they are struggling in certain areas.
2: They have my mind – even they've admitted there's, their minds on, are, are on other things sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, even there was a report that they had said – that what's his name Kelsey was going to break a mandatory meeting uh to go hmm. see what uh, Taylor oh, Swift oh god please Thank dear god. lord it was almost the drama. over I know, right uh, no stop the but drama. i but exactly but uh, but there, it's mandatory he was never going to do that right uh so so you know it, there's just little Bitty distractions they've never dealt with before. And sort of now they're like the villain. For the first time ever, Patrick Mahomes took heavy criticism. Yes, he of Subway Submarines. Yes, he of State Farm. Yes, he the beloved uh, spokesperson. Yes, he
1: the Super Bowl winner. Took a lot of heat this week. That's right. It's a very good point. Yep. Cowboys-Bills, we talked to you with Luke Pergandy about the Cowboys hard charging here and Mm Dak for MVP. Uh, Bills laying two back home in Orchard Park against the boys. 50-and-a-half is the total in this game. Could it be a letdown for both sides? I mean, both had huge emotional wins. Uh, I tell you, you you go back and you think about the way Buffalo kind of just held on and won that game. Still doesn't make you feel great about uh, this offense. You know, in the second half uh, last week of all games, in week 14, uh, for the second halves of all the games, the Bills were bottom five in the NFL in second half success rate, they were 19th in EPA per play. They had two field goal drives in Arrowhead, but their other three drives in the second half, uh, all punts, resulted in seven minus seven total yards of offense. So they kind of really limped to that one. I still don't know what to make of this Bills offense, Mike. I have a pick on the the game and the total. Okay.
2: Uh, like last week, I mean, I see the two point spreads. I had Tampa Bay last week on the bonus. Both yep. broke a two-game losing streak with yep, Carmen. Yurko, I'll be on later on, and Tampa Bay ended up winning that game. I'll have a pick and uh, the total for this game at
1: the end of the show, guys. Sounds beautiful. Yep. All right, we're going to give you our best plays, and just a I love bit. our we're, best plays. Well, I do too. And when we come back, I love our visits with Jim Miller. He's going to give us some yep. ponies for the weekend to try to make you some money. Big weekend of football and horse racing. So let's talk to Jim when we come back. Don't go anywhere. We still got more to do. We are the odds couple. It's Mike and Carmen. We're presented.
0: By Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple. With Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. This is The Odds Couple. With Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds
1: Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's that time to get some expert handicapping from one of our favorites and one of the best in the country. He's the expert handicapper at Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on X at Hawthorne. Jim, let's bring him in on the CarX Tire Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller.
4: Jim Boys, we had a nice return last week. Sometimes it's a value to play across the board. We had a 13-to-1 shot run second at Oaklawn, but paid really well to place and show. So it's why we do that sometimes. And then I'll tell you, the racing is getting good. You're starting to see some derby preps popping up. Things are getting busier at Hawthorne because Hoosier Park in Indiana has ended. So a lot more full fields there. So a lot of really good racing, not only locally, but across the country too.
1: I I don't want to jinx it because, my God, uh, the weather we've had here. It's been pretty mild. We've had a lot of sun, uh, you know, considering the time of year for us. So how is, you know, that lend itself to just sort of track conditions, um, the quality of the racing, the health of the, the, the horse and everything else uh,
4: like that, Jimmy? It, it's wildly beneficial, Carm, for this reason, too. We only have about 150 harness horses that's stable on site at Hawthorne. So everybody else ships in. So when you think about it, you're not dealing with winter weather. You're not dealing with rough mm-hmm. road conditions. You're not dealing with rough training conditions for all these other trainers, so it's why we're seeing an influx of horses from Indiana, horses that train down at the state fairgrounds of Springfield that come up. Those different horses that are out there that remain training a little bit longer because the weather is better is the reason why we have better racing. And, guys, 12 races Sunday, 12 races Monday, so it's going to be really busy this weekend, and it does. It makes for a lot of value as well.
0: You have
2: 158 horses on site? Wow, Those that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of manure. That's a lot of manure, my friend. <laughs> my God, I, yeah, I mean, I know because I went by the Arlington site, which was sad yep. the other day on fifty three. It's just absolutely sad. But I remember how big that was. You have a huge complex over there, don't you, Jimmy? What can you store up to? How many horses can you store so- up to?
4: So think about this. When we get into the heart of our thoroughbred meat, we have the capability, guys, of storing up to 1,800 horses on the ground. So wow, you have wow. horses on the ground. You have a community of people that live there. We have 330 dormitory rooms at Hawthorne. There's a track kitchen. There's a laundry. There's so much that goes on on the backside. It's a community right there. So it's the things that you don't see because it's behind the scenes at the racetrack, but so much going on. And Mike, talk about that. 1,800 horses. That's a lot of manure.
2: That is. Wow.
0: Oh my God.
4: That's a newizer. All right, so what uh, what kind of action we have around the country,
1: uh, Jimmy? You know, we've talked about these races down south, some of the uh, some of the, the southern tracks that have their meat going. We had a winner last week, so what do we like for this weekend?
4: We're going coast-to-coast, coast, guys, because there's really interesting racing. All stakes races all across the board. We're going to start at Gulfstream Park Race 11. This is a two-mile race on the turf, which you Whoa. never see. We're going to bet the eight-horse, McLovin, across the board. Uh-huh, so this the only it. horse that's one at the distance of the race, and it's a really cool name. Then we go to Oakland Park, race number nine. We're g- going to bet the seven, Dennington, across the board. This horse gets a ton of pace to chase. And then, guys, a derby prep race pops up. Los Alamitos, race nine. The Los Alamitos Futurity trainer Bob Baffert has three in this race, and we're going to use one of them. The six horse, wind me up across the board. Horse has speed and could steal the race. So what's up with Baffert and
1: all that, Jimmy? Like, you said this is a derby prep race. Can he- Yep i lost track of what happened with this can his horses accrue points i mean is he cleared to race in kentucky so
4: here's the thing that's amazing these horses still can't accrue points as long as they're trained by him so kind of what's happened over recent years is you're going to see these horses get sorted out to find out who's on the derby track and who's not and then when you get to those 50 point races those 100 point races then these horses are switching trainers going to Um. someone that can acquire points so early on, they stay under the care of Bob Baffert. But, no, you're right, Carm. He can't get points for the Derby still.
1: Wow, okay. <laughs> what a All joke right. that guy yeah. is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know. That whole thing is still crazy. Yep. Jimmy, awesome stuff. Have a great weekend, buddy. We'll catch up next Friday. All right, guys. Good luck. Jimmy!
0: <laughs>
1: there he is, the one and only Jim Miller with uh, three races. Let me recap those uh, just in case... Anybody missed uh, any of the three? The race at Gulfstream, uh, a Gulfstream, excuse me, a two mile race. Wow. Uh, I thought you thought the Belmont was long. Race 11 on Saturday at Gulfstream. Uh, it is the eight horse across the board. Then down south to Oaklawn. And we're going to do race nine, the seven horse across the board. And then a derby prep already pops Los Alamitos, race nine, the six horse across the board. So those are the three from Jimmy this weekend. Mikey, uh, let us roll into some of our best plays for the weekend what do we uh what do we think here to give everybody a couple of good wagering opportunities into week 15 yeah that, before we go on i just want to
2: wish uh the rogers family jesse rogers lost his dad this past week Who's was a good friend and uh, yeah, i wish uh, our blessings are with uh, jesse and his family Yes, um Amen. a good guy and uh, i'm gonna go with first uh, uh the dallas cowboys uh, Cowboys. It, I think it plus the two, just like Tampa Bay was plus one and a half two last week, it's really an upper-class even game. I think that uh, Prescott is going to try, and I think Dallas is going for that MVP for him. Yeah. I think they're going to keep trying to build up the points. Now, I know that there's another team that gets paid on the other side to stop them. Uh, but I just look at the Dallas Cowboys. I, I look at Buffalo and Carm when you said, will the real team really step up? Mm-hmm. I think Dallas is the better football club. I think Josh Allen, they're still encouraging them to d- run more and do these things. I think there's bigger problems in Buffalo. I think Mike McCarthy has done a tremendous job. Yeah. Yeah, the over-under was 9.5. I half. I've battled for him. He's won, you know... He, Rodgers won the Super Bowl with him, not just the other way around. So I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys plus the two to
1: start yeah, off. I get like a, cu- a couple of real key, it looks like, defensive injuries on that Bills uh, team, yep. too. So good call. Cowboys plus the two. I'm going to take you and give you just one play for the weekend. Okay. The first uh, Saturday game. Mike and I broke this one down a little bit, but you can get the Vikings uh, catching three. Boy, if this thing goes back above that, I love it even more. But I'm going to say Vikings on the road plus the three against the Bengals. And, you know, again, Mike and I already talked about this a little bit, Brian right. Flores and what he might have in store for Jake Browning. Here, here's all you really need to know. I'll boil it down with a couple of quick stats. Bengals on the year are, these teams have identical records, by the way, folks, and the Bengals are the three-point favorite. Bengals are minus 845 in yardage differential. You heard that correct. And they're a minus 0.09 in average points per drive differential. The Vikings are a plus plus. 3.93 in yardage differential and a plus .22 in average points per drive differential. To me, with this many data points this late in the season, that's all you need to know. Uh, even with a backup quarterback, this is a battle of the backups. Give me the Vikings on the road uh, as they try to stay alive to be even win a division. I'll take the Vikings getting those three points at Cincinnati.
2: That's a nice pick, Carm. You're right. I mean, and we talked about it earlier. I leaned out towards Mullen. Yeah. Uh And then I'm taking the over in the Dallas game. I think the okay. error is going to be filled with football. So, you know what? I got Dallas in the over. Carm's got his pick. But I wanted to rush through uh, because not since the Elvis comeback in 1968, ladies <laughs> and or, you know, the, the Rolling Stones on their 15th retirement tour. Have we had this kind of excitement swirl around AM 1000? The kid is 4 0. The producers are 8 and 3. He it's took real. a money line pick with the Bears last week. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, and Carmen, I know, echoes this. It's time for Brendan's bargain basement, bargain basement picks.
3: Uh, Brendan? Well, well, Mike, I went against you
1: last yeah. week with my bargain pick. Yeah, Th- this I week- know, but it was good. This week, I'm going to go to Dallas-Buffalo as well. I, I look at the the two-and-a-half points there. Uh, uh, Josh Allen versus the Dallas defense, that's a recipe for at least a one defensive touchdown, right? I if not Maybe. more. Maybe. Uh, I-, I think Dallas is the better team. I don't really care too much that it's played in Buffalo. Me neither.
3: Um, so I'll-, I'll-, I'll go Dallas plus two-and-a-half.
1: Woo! Me and Brian and Ryan. All right. riding, riding together, Brandon. car Riding together. I love it. Look at the stuff. All right, thank you uh, to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, and thanks, as always, to Brendan Riley, uh, Eric Ostrowski, also Kevin Zipak yep. out here at our remote who got us up and going so that we can record the show. Um, and thanks for listening, most importantly. Everybody, enjoy uh, a wonderful weekend here. The holiday season, so much fun. Lots of great NFL action, and the bowl season kicks off. So happy wagering uh, to everybody, and, Mikey, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see
0: everybody again next week on The Odds Couple. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.